welcome to another Bradley Basics podcast. Um, this is my uh, final stop in Michigan. Uh, it's, I guess you save the best for last. Uh, again, it's with my uh, good buddies from kindergarten, believe it or not. A guy by the name of Jason Spaulding, uh, entrepreneur. Uh, business we're going to talk about. He's been in it, uh, I think, north of 20 years. Uh, really, really talented guy. Uh, we're in Grand Rapids, Michigan. It is his, at his second location. What, what's this location's name? Uh, this one's Spaulding? called uh, Broadleaf Local Beer. Okay. And uh, it's, you know, a, a little sidestep from our, you know, better known brewery Vivant, but this has only been open about a year. Okay. And uh, it's, you know, different beers, different feels, so we want to give it a different name. Yeah, a different era. This is more of a kind of, um, you got Applebee's, kind of uh, like the yeah. all the main mainstays, you got Marshall's, like a lot of traffic. Also, too, uh, you, you know, just to talk with you yesterday, uh, this is a great place to distribute your beer as well, so I guess you're doing that as well? Yeah. The whole project kind of started like we needed warehouse space mm-hmm. to, you know, help the main brewery just places to store cans, kegs. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other issue too is like our re- it's a good problem, but the restaurant got popular popular enough mm-hmm. that you can't get semi trucks in that parking lot anymore because there's right. like people everywhere. So right, right. we're like, man, we got to find something else. So we kind of looked started looking for a warehouse, and then once we found a warehouse and it was in this retail area, mm-hmm. uh, it just kind of made sense to okay, maybe we could put a you know a second pub or something in the front of it, and that would help pay for the whole project. And that was right. just kind of a bonus. And then That's so awesome. we just kind of evolved the idea from there, and yeah. um, so it's got you know the functionality of it, and then now it's also got an opportunity to kind of you know go in a different direction on beer than we were going, and then uh, yeah, out here. There's no breweries out here. It's mm-hmm. all like chain restaurants and stuff. Yeah, so yeah. we're we're trying to. It's been more difficult than we thought, but we're finding an audience that wants something local. You know, that doesn't want to go to Olive Garden and Applebee's and whatever. Right, something different. Like yeah. you talked about. There's a there's multiple hotels around here, so I can just think about business. Like you know, when I I'm on the road, I'd rather go 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 to a different place, a unique place, instead of yeah. going to a chain that I could just go in my own my own town for that matter. And there's an airport that's close by, you said? And, yeah, it's like a mile away, the the main airport. So, mm-hmm. you know, if people search brewery, they'll find it. You know, it, it's not necessarily you're just going to drive and happen to see it and stop. Mm-hmm. Uh, like 28th Street is so busy, we're on 29th okay. <laughs> Street. Okay. So it's a little more of a challenge, but, I mean, it just takes a little time. And, you know, pre, pre-COVID, we were... Almost yeah. where we wanted to be, and yeah, then uh, right, now, exactly. now we're kind of yeah. So how are you managing zero. that? I mean, I know it's been a struggle. You know, we spoke on the phone before I came out here, and, and you've got like seventy-five employees that you that you manage. Yeah, we the pre-COVID we had about seventy-five. And oh, now, okay. And now, uh, you know, with restaurants and pubs, you can only have about fifty percent capacity. So we're, I think, closer to like fifty-eight at this point. Um, so it, it's hard, but uh, we brought most people back. At least in in a part time basis, but you know we just don't have the um, revenue that we did before. Right, right, exactly, exactly. So I mean, fifty percent seating means basically fifty percent revenue, and we're actually doing like sixty percent revenue uh, than what you know compared to last year. So mm-hmm. it's actually better than I thought we'd do, but it's still you know that equation doesn't really work real well. Yeah, right. Well, like yeah. we talked about, I think you just stay positive, keep working. You have a very unique product. I mean, it's. Uh, uh, I, I know that one from one of your podcasts that you did locally. Uh, I had a chance to listen to that, you know, quite a few years ago. Uh, at by uh, you, you have like a passion for for beer. Like there's a beer that you make that takes like a year, and you kind of that's kind of your 
little project. And I, I, I yeah. think, I think, like I think we were talking last night after I had a couple of beers. Yeah. You know, uh, y- your passion for your business is gonna, it's gonna see you through. I, I'm confident of that, Jason. Uh, yeah, I, I think kind of the attitude I'm adopting is just like mm-hmm. yeah, this COVID time is just like I just want to stay in business. Like mm-hmm. I'm not thinking about making money or uh, you know maximizing stuff. I just want to like let's take care of our people. Let's keep open when we get the other side of it. Then we can start maybe our normal process again. But uh, you know we'll, we'll make it. Yeah, uh, I know we when we talked and man, that's probably like April or maybe it was even March. Mm-hmm. You know, I was a little. You know, uh, d- there's a lot of adjustment, you know, so I was a little more doom and gloom. Yeah. But, uh, well, it's new for everybody, you know, and you yeah. got you to gotta take the hit and you got to weather the storm and then, you know, you'll come out stronger. But, you know, you have this passion for these beers. Like, so, yeah. like, uh, explain to the also, uh, audience what that is. Like, what it takes a year for a beer to get, yeah. You know, so, what is that? So, that beer, uh, that was kind of our nightcap last night. Uh, oh, is that what that was? Yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe, maybe put me down, I think. <laughs> but, uh, so that, that beer, uh, it's called Wizard Burial Ground, and it's probably our most sought-after beer. Um, so we brew what's called like a Belgian quadruple. So yeah, I'm into Belgian beers. Okay. And uh, so we we brew this. Why is that? Just uh, uh it's just uh, when you're a brewer, uh, you're constantly studying and learning about beer. Mm-hmm. And well, you uh, talked about how you do a lot of research with hops and how yeah, these and, different and, hops and, and do some stuff. traveling and whatever, but. You know, like Belgian beers always have this kind of mystery behind them because they, these flavors come out in these beers, and it, it's kind of like magic. It's the yeast actually makes flavor when it ferments, and, and you look at these yeasts under a microscope, and there's a lot of like wild flora in there. There's like sometimes there's wine yeast, there's beer yeast, there's uh, wild yeast. Uh, but over time, these Belgians have used these yeast over and over, and they've kind of uh, you know, zoomed in on uh, these flavor profiles that mm-hmm. are just so cool. So you can get like, uh, f- you know, banana flavors. You can get, uh, they call them like these high ester flavors, uh, clove, and they go in these different directions. And it's just from the yeast. It's not the ingredients you put in it. Mm. And so it's kind of fascinating. So it's like this uh, um, constant learning, uh, you know, like people have been making beer obviously for a really long time but there's always something to learn mm-hmm. and uh that, that's kind of what i like about it and belgian beer was always just kind of the pinnacle of this kind of magic that happens when you mix yeah, a lot of variety together yeah like you can really experiment yeah come up with some stuff new that, that's cool yeah. that's cool yeah i think it's really cool and you have a bi- biology degree correct yeah uh i actually switched it so i i went to hope college biology degree and then i kind of shifted it uh into like a health science so like a it was basically a pre-med is what i ended up graduating with oh okay but it was always kind of like a biology uh, i had so much biology coming in that transfer that um you know it was emphasis in biology mm-hmm. but uh, i thought i was gonna kind of tack my way into like a physical therapist job all right uh but that i gotta be honest dude it was so funny like part of the requirement thank god is like they make you do these rotations like you gotta go volunteer your time and I found out, dude, I do not like being in hospitals. Oh, yeah? Yeah, like physical therapy, like I kind of envision like, yeah, dude, I'm going to help some athletes like get back on the ice or, right, you right. know, uh, I'm going to help some people, uh, you know, I had this vision of what it would be, like more, maybe more sports oriented or whatever. And I do this hospital rotation and it's like, dude, I'm like working with like 400 pound amputees oh, and like, geez. and it's like... It, 
and I, I found out, dude, I get all dizzy and like pass out in hospitals, dude. I, really? Yeah, I look at like someone's leg that's got like that's twisted up or something. Yeah, it's all, you know, amputated and there's like infection or something. Dude, like I can't do that, dude. Oh, yeah. I, thank God there's people that can do it. Yeah. So I, like as I'm marching forward to this physical therapy route, dude, I'm just searching for like I'm looking for some <laughs> distraction. And, yeah, and yeah. then uh, I always love beer. Okay. And uh, so that, you know, at the time this was like. Shoot, dude, like '94, mm-hmm. and uh, craft beer really wasn't that prevalent yet. Uh, yeah, I think I remember you went out to Germany or something. You made a big yeah. Tour. I did that later. You know, it, originally it was just like going out west, like Colorado oh, and stuff right. like yeah, that, yeah. and and there was craft beer scenes there. Uh, and then that first foray that I had into uh, New Holland Brewery, you know, we mm-hmm. did that right out of college. Right. So that was you said what '95? You said yeah. That was I graduated and I graduated school in '95, and then we started that in '97. Okay. Uh, and that you know that and that was, you know, early for craft beer. And then you fast forward. Yeah, now. the Mad Hatter is what you developed. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, I see that in Jersey. Do you? Oh yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I'm not part of that company anymore, but you know they're still doing well, and mm-hmm. uh, my pre- previous partner still runs that, and you know they, they've gotten actually pretty sizable. Um, mm-hmm. But when I left, it was kind of nice because uh, my wife and I are doing this together. Okay. And then we could uh, kind of start over and do something on. You know, kind of focus more on what we're passionate about, and and her and I uh, work well together. Like, uh, you know, dude, I don't know most couples. I wouldn't advise going into business together, mm-hmm. but uh, we've got enough things that are similar, but enough things that are different. We've kind of divided things up uh, that we each look after certain things, and it works out pretty well. Yeah, I think you said uh, last night you just restructure the company. She's the president and now; you're the CEO of it. Yeah. Okay. And and that's been really really cool, and that that's you know pretty recent development, but uh, it it plays to our skills better. Mm-hmm. Like I'm more uh, in charge of products, like where products are going, kind of that big picture vision stuff. Mm-hmm. And then she's more, you know, the hands-on manager, holds people accountable. Yeah, uh, she's got some HR experience, right? Didn't she work for uh, Steelcase or something? She worked for uh, Herman Miller. Okay. Um, but not really in the HR. She's learned that. But, you know. She was her, like in uh, ergonomics, right? Uh, it was uh, like It was their design for environment. So they're like their environmental uh, uh, department. Okay. Uh, you know, but it's a, you know, they sell office furniture, but that company is like a leader in sustainability. So that's a what big part of our company. So uh, they were one of the first companies to kind of develop that uh, lead uh, buildings. So they were like a pioneer in that. So you're looking at... Um, like an energy efficient building? Energy efficient. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, they, it, it's like a whole process where it's... Um, someone evaluates everything from construction all the way through, oh. and it looks at you know, like we we actually did that certification uh, for our brewery, but it looks at everything from you know the demolition, like uh, you separate the concrete from the wood and, and you know recycle the concrete, you know. So we're able to like divert seventy two percent of our construction waste wow. out of the landfill, you know. So it's looking at That's everything awesome. from the beginning to end, and then of course like energy efficiency stuff. The types of materials you put back into it mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So, that sustainability piece really came from her experience at Herman Miller, and that's really where her passion is. Okay. Uh, environmental uh, stuff, social justice. You know, that's really her. Yeah, I think you factor. guys have like uh, you're trying to have, you have healthcare for your employees and things like that, or you're you're attempting to make it make it like that, right? Yeah, we're trying to be, you know, as good as stewards as we can to the environment. We're trying to be as good of employers as we can with our people. So. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of companies our size, and especially, you know, restaurants are notorious for, you know, trying to evade getting health care for people. Okay. But we've always been like, you know, we're working shoulder to shoulder with these people. 
we want to provide you know the best uh, life we can for them. So yeah. we, we put a lot of emphasis. So on it's that more like and, a career when you come working at. Yeah, you, know, you have some benefits. That's awesome. And people appreciate it, uh, especially people that have left and uh, and come back. Okay. Like they re- they really see like wow. Uh, you know, they feel like they maybe were kind of spoiled because you don't really realize how good you got it until you go somewhere else and go, wow, mm-hmm. they don't offer any of this. Oh, know? yeah. Yeah. The grass is always green on the other side, right? For sure. Yeah, as they say. So. But, you know, that stuff comes at a cost mm-hmm. uh, to the company, but it's something my wife and I, you know, we just kind of drew a line and um, we're actually a certified B Corp as well, which is a, called a benefit corp. Okay. And it's kind of the same thing as LEED. You know, LEED looks at your building. B Corp looks at your business as a whole. Okay. Uh, so we thought we were pretty good, and then we went through this B Corp thing, and it made us better. Uh, it just looks like the benefits you offer, you know, everything from, you know, how So it's like a standard, to, right, for yeah. an organization, right? You have to yep. hit these certain benchmarks. and Yeah, and we get audited every uh, two or three years, and they wow. see how we're doing. You get a score at the end. That's cool. Uh, but it's, it's nice for our employees because it's like an outward symbol that, hey, you know, we are, uh, you know, putting our – you know, we're walking the walk, you yeah, know, and, yeah. and, you know, this stuff's important to us. And so it, it's awesome. kind of cool. Yeah. That's great. You know, what I, what's so impressive, like ever since you started this was like how technical this is. Like I remember we were over at the, the, uh, the mothership yesterday having some, some, uh, dinner and stuff. And you obviously got more of those big vats. Is that the right term? So yeah, the fermenter, fermenters. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. And I think that's some, that's a lot of piping, a lot of water. It's, it's amazing what you do here. It's, there's a lot of operations and yeah, a lot of stainless steel, a lot of stainless steel. Yeah. A lot of high end stuff, especially from the welding. So, all right, well, cool. You know, we kind of talked about Bradley basics. So you're, you're, you're like an entrepreneur or someone that's, you know, started a business. So people are going to want to listen to you know your story, but it's just basically from what I'm gathering, uh, it, it's your passion for beer that started this, correct? Yeah. Uh, it's totally a passion project. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, something I, you know, loved and gotten excited about, mm-hmm. and you know, following that kind of entrepreneurial side, you know, eventually it leads you to this path. Like, man, can I do this for a career? You know, that was mm-hmm. kind of where it started. Um, you know, when you're in college, dude, you, you don't know what you want to do. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe like our buddy Ed. Yeah, right. Yeah, you know, he knew yeah, he, he wanted to be a doctor. At from, eight years old, he knew. Yeah, he he's to be a like, doctor. yeah, eight years old and talking about, you know, I want to be an anesthesiologist. I don't even, know, you know, I don't even know what that word meant back oh, then yeah. you know back what i mean then he was talking about conservative conservatives liberals and i only understand what that stuff means now at 14 no for old. sure man yeah. i'm still trying to so what i mean out, so yeah so i have like five questions i kind of showed it to yeah. you just give this podcast with structure because like i said like a lot of people let's do a podcast they're going to want to you know so five questions the first question you know wh- why'd you pick the career that you did yeah I, I mean obviously you're doing the physical therapy you got yeah I, so i had like the you know, i had this other path that it seemed like it made sense on paper but mm-hmm. you know I just kept getting more and more excited about the, you know, opportunity to do something I was really excited about. And I mean, especially when you're like 22 years old, you know, the idea of making beer for a living sounds pretty, pretty cool. You know what I mean? (laughs) Uh, But, you know, I loved, you know, obviously I did love drinking beer, but I I loved learning about it and Mm -hmm. that whole thing. So it it was a nice career path for me. Uh, Oh man, my dad was so pissed though. When I, when Mm -hmm. I had shifted from, he he was excited for me to be a physical therapist. Mm -hmm. You know, that seems like a, that's something you can wrap your head around. You go to school and you get a yeah. good paying job. And then I just one day said, you know, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm going to instead open a brewery. And what my dad heard was, 
all right, you're going to drop out of school and you're going to go fucking drink beer with your buddies. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's what he heard. So yeah. he, he was pretty pissed. But, uh, you know, once we actually got the business up and going. Yeah, he worked for you for a while, didn't he? Uh, kind of. He, he, vol- he was always around. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, he, he got- I remember fishing with your, your dad and all gray. Your dad's awesome. He, yeah, but he has a hard ass. I yeah. Mean, I wouldn't mess around with him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, he, he's a funny dude. Yeah, he's a hard ass. He, uh, you know, he was a. Res- hotel restaurant management professor. Okay. So I was always in and out of like restaurants and stuff like that, but never in the million years that I think I would own a restaurant. But mm-hmm. you know, the, we opened the brewery, and at first we didn't even have food. It was just like popcorn, you know. Okay. Free popcorn and beer, uh, and then over that's time an, we're like, the, that's the, at the Holland place. Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I remember those blue po- pool tables you had. Yeah, dude. It, yeah. it was pretty. It was like uh, hanging out in your dad's garage. You know, yeah, right. Open the door. Open the doors. Got pool tables. Got popcorn machine and uh, beer. Yeah. You know, what else do you really need? Right, you know, when you're right. 22, that was pretty yeah. awesome. But you know, over time, we kind of backed our way into the restaurant business. And my dad, that made my dad really excited. Actually, once we oh. started like putting a kitchen and stuff in there, but we were just, uh, you know, we're feeding people beers, and you kind of see it, man. They, you got to get some food in their stomachs too. You know what I mean? And, oh yeah. And so then uh, when we started doing food, uh, we also sold more beer, and it was more people coming, and so. Um, you know, it, it was kind of fun. You know, it, we didn't, I didn't necessarily mean to start a restaurant. I was more passionate about the beer, but they kind of go hand in hand. And, uh, um, man, restaurant business is kind of brutal. Uh, a lot of people think, <laughs> anyone that goes out to eat thinks they can use their idea for a restaurant. But, man, running a restaurant is way more difficult. Oh, no. I mean, out in New Jersey, I mean, like I, I say, you know, I, I learned about food in New Jersey, and, and yeah. I keep talking about that lamb shank that I had. Oh, yeah. That you, had that, you had a chef from New York, and, I mean, that thing fell off the bone. I still think about it, that yeah. lamb shank that you had. But you have quality food. I mean, that, that'll see you through, and that's, that's Jersey. Like, that, they're, like, if you don't have quality food, you're yeah. not in business. That's yeah. all there is to it. And so people in Jersey, you're, you know, there's a, that's, it's a whole other industry. Yeah. And you're exactly right. Like, uh you know, and it's how you take care of people too. If you watch all these diners that I, I like to go, to, you can go to a diner, you can get anything. The, 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 a lot of them are Greek owned, and they're, they're just the way they take. They make you feel welcome. Yeah, you make you feel part of their place, and and that's that's important to people because you know because going out, you know, people, you know, it's an event. And if you oh, make yeah. it an event, and like we yep. talked about, you had this uh, before COVID, you had this. Uh, deal set up with the tigers to, to oh, distribute geez. beard there yeah i just keep with that like i was saying and going to a ball game it's pricey so there's going to be a father that's going to work hard to get his son or his daughter to a game and he's going to want to have a nice beer he's not going to have a bud light or a, a budweiser he's going to have a you know wants to have a you know i never had a yeah. micro brew you know there's some dudes that never had a micro brew and they're gonna they're gonna that'll happen for you and, and i think that'll be uh that'll be great i mean that'd be huge yeah and you, you talk know. about like you know this is like a passion driven business mm-hmm. and you think about you know so we, we make this beer, we sell it into the Tiger Stadium, mm-hmm. you know, and that'd be the single biggest draft account we've ever had. Mm-hmm. And it happens to be, you know, the year of COVID, it kind of, you know, yeah. a little kick in the nuts. But, uh, but yeah, we'll get it back. But, yeah. but when you well, think about it, like a passion-driven brewery, that's like, man, people going to a game, drinking our beer, that's like, oh, yeah, that's pretty time. exciting, yeah, you know? Yeah, it's, it's big time. And like, like I talked about, you know, I've been obviously working for a long time in sales, and I talk about the technical aspect of selling and and like I said, you've already done all that. So when it, it, it pivots to there's a vaccine or whatever and it gets north of COVID, you'll, you'll be right there in the yeah. in the swing of things, you know. And I think um, also, too, the uh, conversation you've been telling about how you're uh, building the relationship with the distributor, uh, the distributor salespeople, I think that could be a, a great thing. And, yep. and um, like, I don't know, I mean, I, I'm just spitballing with you, but 
you know, in my business, sometimes uh, in our business, like if you can create a private label for a distributor, like for example, um, you know, air gas, you see that everywhere. We yeah. actually make a private label uh, hmm. MIG wire for them, and they just sell over the counter, and it and it's and it and it's our wire, and it works out well. So yeah. you know, because it different. All these distributor guys, they they like to differentiate themselves. You know, I mean, yep. you know, then you know, so you don't want to go to race to the bottom. You want to have some value. That's what you have here, especially with these specialty beers. You know that. Uh, what was that thing called last night? The wizard? Wizard, wizard yeah. That, you know, yeah. It's quite a wizard, wizard uh, thing there. I probably probably shouldn't have had that last glass. But, yeah, I was, yeah, I was but we're little, here. Uh, I was fighting a little bit <laughs> yeah. this morning. but Yeah. But, hey, dude, but, but your question, you know, like a passion, like if your listeners or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, these young people or want to do a passion project, man, if you're excited about something, mm-hmm. uh, oh, man, it, it's so much more rewarding. Because mm-hmm. you know, uh, one of the problems I think I remember in classes is like, you're not interested in the subject. It's so hard to fight your way through. And, oh, yeah. But if you're actually interested and want to learn about something, obviously it's way more exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, also, you know, these passion projects also, they, they do end up being work, you know. Oh, yeah. So you got to still do the work and you got to put the time in and all those types of things. But, man, if you're passionate about it, um, it's great. And I, I bet, you know, for you, in welding, I bet you kind of learn to be passionate about what you do. You know what well, I mean? It, was all, it all came up for me framing houses. You know, yeah. you know how I framed houses and. You know, I need to do that to make money, but I, I like, you know, I go back into the neighborhoods. I talk about it like one of the podcasts. I go back in the neighborhoods after it was done, and I was like, wow, I, I framed that house. Yeah. So I did that doorway. I, I did that header. Uh, you know, but I, I started from the bottom. You know, like I was, yep. like I said, I was a humper, and I would, you know, I was like, take wood and learn how to cut. And I just started from the bottom. So you're right. There's a bunch of skills. And, you know, I just sold a condo, and I use a lot of those skills to do a bunch of stuff. And, you know, I, you know it's, it's, it pays off. You know, yeah. it pays off. So, For all sure. right, cool. So, like the second question, uh, did you did you have a mentor or a coach along the way? You know, what's really interesting is like, you know, being entrepreneurial, at, you know, right out of college, mm-hmm. I, I didn't really work for anybody. You know, I worked at some restaurants and stuff like that, but I never really had like a real job somewhere. You know what I mean? So i I didn't really have like a strong uh, mentor along the way. I had some, you know, people I worked for that I learned what not to do yeah and then other people i learned okay that they seem like they know what they're doing uh you know i had this like uh i worked at this place called point west it doesn't even exist anymore but i had like my first bartending job out there and uh you know the manager's always he's drinking coffee all day long i'm like how can you drink coffee all day long and then one time i uh, you know i'm cleaning up dishes or whatever i pick up his glass it's like straight full of whiskey mm. so he's drinking <laughs> He's drinking whiskey, and then and then you can see, oh, dude, and you can see all the, all the shit that go that goes wrong. Like we had weddings out there and stuff, and uh, employees would be, uh, you know, they're back there just hammering drinks and like tucking bottles away. So I learned what how easy shit can go wrong, right? Which right. is kind of half the battle sometimes. Also, yeah, you know what I mean. And, and then uh, then seeing you know working in other restaurants, seeing how to do it. Uh, the right way, uh-huh. um, but anyway, so I don't really have a strong mentor because uh, I, you know, we started that brewery when we were, you know, twenty three, twenty four, mm-hmm. uh, and we just kind of slugged our way through and figured it out. You know, it's really just using the entrepreneurial skills and you know, learning on on the yeah. on the way. You know, yeah, that's cool. Well, do you guys have like any kind of mentoring program here? So let's say there might be a young person like to get involved and maybe shadow somebody here. Do you have any kind of we we always have like, like we have a flood of like because uh, all the colleges around here mm-hmm. that people are looking for uh, um you know internships or something like that. We do that sometimes. Uh, and then there's actually brewing schools now. Like these colleges have uh 
uh, actually brewing programs and stuff. So uh-huh. we've hired a couple people that way, um, started as interns and then uh, hired them on. Um, but, you know, there's not a lot of that. Uh, but what happens a lot of times, though, we'll get someone that works in the restaurant mm-hmm. and they want to do something beyond just restaurant work. Uh, and once you kind of get in the culture of the company, then other doors can open for other parts. So, like, our right now our, our you know, operations guy – you know, started started out as our warehouse guy. Okay. You know, and then and then he's kind of learned and worked his way through. He did, he was one of our sales guys. So okay. you know, there's a lot of opportunity if you uh, believe in the you know core values of the company and you get the culture. There's opportunities to kind of grow that way. Um, but we don't necessarily have like a a mentor program. But that I don't know. That's something I I'd be interested in. Uh, Maybe developing at some point. Well, you, start, you know, I, I listen. You know, I'm on Instagram. I listen to a lot of different people, and there's uh, this guy Gary Vee is really popular. I think he's, you know, his dream is to own the New York Jets, and he's, a, yeah. you know, he was a, he's a he was a Russian born. You know, grew up in uh, someplace in Brooklyn. You know, and uh, it, it started with his family's wine business, and you know, he's uh, but he, he does a lot of. You know, I saw I follow him, and he talks about like he talks to young people and say, hey, you know, if you want to do this. Call somebody up and see if you can come over there and shadow. It's not anything yeah. monetary. Like go in there and work, and, and it's kind of right. like, you know, doing builds confidence. That's one of the Bradley basics, right? Like a lot of people are sitting around. Like I'm like, had had a conversation with somebody, and hey, I, you know, I gave him about a, a laundry list of things to start researching online. Yeah, it's like instead of just sitting there going, "Whoa, was me?" Like especially during this COVID, like do some research, do some reading. You know, like I've said on my couple podcasts, I mean, I finished up two books, three books actually. Started two more, finished up this website. I mean, I, I really worked hard yeah. over this COVID. So yeah, it's a couple ways you look at it. You know, if your glass is your glass half full, or is you know, for half full glass, you have to start with a glass is half half full. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So what? if your glass is half empty, you got to make it half full, and then you can make it full. You know, so you got to. Oh, it's a way know. better way to outlook for life. If, yeah, if you're looking at half full. You yeah, know? exactly. So all right, cool. So hey, like, but that reminded me yeah. though, Bradley. So uh-huh. uh, you know, in my young days, though, you know, like I. I'm just trying to think, like, that's what I did. Like, I went to breweries, mm-hmm. and and we basically shadowed people. Said, hey, man, I, I want to yeah, see Yeah, you went out to Colorado. Yeah, I, I want to see think, how this shit works, yeah. Yeah, I think. And then you went over to Europe, right? Didn't you? Yeah, or? and and then uh, I, I didn't do that Europe trip until... Uh, and you just recently went on a trip, too, didn't you? Didn't you go somewhere? Yeah, before we started Vivant, my wife and I did a trip to Europe, and uh, and that was pretty influential for us. And, and like, the culture of beer, it's so important to the it's just part of the culture over there. Mm-hmm. And I, I think America, we're just kind of developing that now. Mm. And I don't know if you remember when we were kids, but even like restaurants, like uh, you know, we didn't really have a food scene. Like you think what American food was known for is like American cheese on a cheeseburger. You know, like it wasn't good cuisine, oh. but you know, you think of like where the food scenes come from when we were kids to now and same thing, like, you know, coffee, beer, food like like now i think we have a, a culture around those things which is really really cool but yeah that's what i mean like so, so i'm yeah. so that that lamb shank i keep going back to yeah. it but like i said when i tell a lot of people from new jersey when i'm out there I, I i learned about food when i moved out to the east coast about what an oyster was i didn't know what an oyster was you know what a yeah. clam is i didn't know what a clam you know i didn't know what chicken franchise was that's one of my favorites you know i have all these different things i learned about like like you said when we grew up we went out to eat for nourishment yeah they're like what do you mean i and Barbara loves you. She's like, so you want this? You want? I said, whatever, whatever you're making. Yeah, I'll eat it. She's like, I'll, I, you know, I'm not picky. You know, but a lot of people are picky out there. I'm not yeah. picky. Like, if you're, if someone's willing to make me something, I, I'm going to eat it. <laughs> I yeah. mean, 
it takes work, you know, and someone yeah. took the time to do that. And I, I'm just going to eat it. I don't care if it's burnt either. I'll just eat it. I, it doesn't matter to me. But, you know. But, yeah, you're right. There is a scene. And, and it's not like I go around. I'm just saying. But I do like to go and enjoy, like, a lamb, lamb shake, for yeah. example, or a nice filet or a nice some nice oysters. Oh, for sure. You know, it's blue points. I understand about oysters. No, there's different oysters and stuff. And I can pick them out. I think, you know, I'm cool in a bar. Oh, yeah, yeah that, that's that kind of oyster. You know? Yeah, dude. I, I don't think Midland even had a – I'd never even seen an oyster. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, until later. Yeah. But right. uh, but just real quick, I was yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, so, sorry. Uh, you know when so I was passionate about beer mm-hmm. and we're trying to figure out how do I get in the industry, but I had no idea how to make beer outside just in my garage, you know. Mm-hmm. But that's what we did is uh, we shadow people, spent mm-hmm. time in breweries, and kind of you know get excited behind the scenes. But yeah, people were actually were real receptive to that uh, for the most part. Yeah, most I think most part, people want yeah. to share their knowledge with people yeah. that are interested. You know, and I learned just enough to give me confidence to say, yeah, all right. I'm going to do it. I'm jumping in. Okay. Well, that kind of leads me yeah. into the third question. You know, when did you pivot into this, uh, you know, into this business? Uh, you know, you start out with high school. You, you know, obviously it's physical therapy. Yeah. You know, you know that. You yeah. Know, it figure was out you really, want to do that. And it, it was like uh, all those trips out to Colorado. Cause mm-hmm. I used to be a big skier. Okay. Um, and we would go out and visit these breweries and like, you know, and actually take tours, get behind the scene, try to meet the brewers and like, Hey man, can you show me how this works? Or, you know, it, uh, was a whole process and you know getting more and more excited the more uh we learned about it mm-hmm. and uh that's kind of where that pivot came from is like thinking you know what i think we could actually pull this off mm-hmm. you know i could go back you know there's a lot of breweries in colorado you come back to michigan there is not many mm-hmm. so that was kind of the the idea is like man if we could get we could start this brewery and get ahead of where the trends are going mm-hmm we think we could uh, pull it off. And that's kind of how New Holland started. Um, and it's kind of cool, but that's kind of how, how that pivot happened. That's cool. That's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. Um, so what, what kind of work are you doing like to stay and thrive at this level? Uh, I know you're doing a lot of research on the hops. You're obviously going through this COVID. Leaning, you know, I, you were on a couple calls trying to get a new label machine. Yeah. Save some operating costs, stuff like that. Like, what, what you know, what type of things are you working on to? Well, that yeah, that's kind of the fun part in uh, – you know, I don't know. We're we're a big enough company now. You know, with fifty to seventy five employees, that I end up. It's easy to spend time doing things that I'm not passionate about. Like, mm-hmm. you know, there's just a lot of stuff that just has to get done. No one else could do it. Right. Uh, a lot of paperwork and things like that. But you know, what keeps me going is is the continuing learning about beer. Mm-hmm. You know, and having that passion for that. And man, after all this time, like I thought I knew a lot about beer, but there's always something more to learn. Mm-hmm. And these trends, uh, you know, gone in a direction I wasn't really expecting. Uh, like some of those hoppy beers we were drinking last night, mm-hmm. like that real cloudy hoppy beer. Yeah. Like you took down like three of those, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But that, that's kind of a... Well, that's that's the problem with these beers. Like, yeah. I mean, these things are, you know, you're like, it's like you're not drinking anything. Yeah. And so this is like this uh, hazy IPA, and it it actually comes from the East Coast. They call it East Coast Hazy IPA. Oh, okay. And this is this trend where, like, this thing just came out of nowhere, but uh, a lot of old-school brewers kind of frown upon it because, um, you know, these beers are hazy. You know, they're controversial because it looks like people cut corners and didn't— Didn't, like, filter it or something? Yeah, didn't finish the process or whatever. Mm -hmm. But but what— you know, over time, what I've figured out is it's actually this whole different way to brewing beer. So all of a sudden, here I thought I was kind of, uh, you know, coming to a conclusions. That, you know, I'm lear- I'm 
not learning as much as about beer as I was because I'm I'm I know a lot. Mm-hmm. But now all of a sudden there's this whole new window that opened up about how to use hops, how to do all these things, and that gets exciting to me again. Mm. You know, cool. so we're starting to make those beers now, and that's kind of pushing the creativity to go in different directions that I wasn't thinking of 10 mm-hmm. years ago. Yeah, but yeah. That, that's what kind of keeps me going. And, yeah, dude, I, I for my free time, my wife makes fun of me, but I love reading about, like, beer magazines, beer articles. You know, my kids always are, you know, they see me on the computer, and what are you reading about, Dad? Probably beer. Yep, that's what I'm reading about. But well, that's, have you ever been like, in, a, you know? in, a, in a publication for your work that you do? Uh, I mean, we've had articles written about us, but mm-hmm. I, I've never actually written an article for anybody. Uh, but I could do that sometime. Yeah, I think you should. I think that'd yeah. be great. You know, I don't know how you do. I don't know how you would get in a magazine, but or, you know. Yeah, I don't know. We'll figure that out. Yeah, but I, I actually, think you I actually do like writing too. Uh, yeah, maybe those things will come together at some point. Yeah, but, yeah, when you have some extra time, yeah, when COVID-19 COVID, COVID yeah, thing is, is, yeah, is over. Got to get through this. And... Right, exactly, exactly. Well, also, too, it's kind of cool, like, um, you know, going back to the, the mothership facility, uh, the brewery Viant, right? Vivant, v- yep. V- I gave our time, Vivant. Uh, you know, you've got those small, like, little setups where you can make these small batches and stuff, and then you've got these bigger, bigger setups where it's more, you know, more production-driven. Yeah. So it's kind of, you can kind of see from a, you know, manufacturing standpoint that, cause you know, we're in your warehouse here and guys throwing something around. I don't know. Uh, but you know, you've got all these cans, you got all these equipment. It's, it, it, it's quite, it, it, it's, it's quite a facility, you know, this place. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, it's that no kind joke. That know? kind of, uh, you know, I kind of get numb to it all. And I don't notice all the things, but yeah, there's, there's a lot of stuff to coordinate. No, this is an industrial and, space. You got the, yeah. you got industrial uh, air handling, you know, it, you know, you've got a tenant in this building. You own this building. Ah, this is yeah. You you got it going on, Spalding. Yeah, it's coming I, along. Yeah, you know, you get. Well, if you ever I need hope. anything welded, <clears throat> let me know. I could weld something for yeah, you. Yeah, man. <laughs> all right, so we'll go to the fifth and final question. So, uh, if you were to do it over, do it all over again, would you change anything? You know, I. It, what's interesting is, uh, I think part of being a good entrepreneur is like, uh, you kind of you take some leaps and take some chances. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, from the intellectual side, I didn't, didn't have enough money to do the first one. <laughs> I didn't have enough money to do this one. Yeah. You know, it's always, it, there just never seems to be enough. So, I mean, I wish I uh, could change a few things in my setup and the way uh, we had to do some of the financial stuff, you know, ends up costing me more than it should, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had to bring on some investors that we later bought out. And, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, I wish I could go back and redo a, a few things like that. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, if, if you do want to do something entrepreneurial, it's never, you're never going to have all the unknowns known, yeah. you know, at some point you just got to jump in so well you can said. swim. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, it's also the timing. Like, like you said, you know, you said you were out to Colorado back at what, you know, 96 or, you know, 95, 96, yeah. so you started 97. You, you realized that there wasn't many micro brews that were, were out here. Yeah. And you started. And I think you even, maybe a conversation we had maybe uh you know maybe maybe a decade ago but you just said how how it got very commercialized you know a lot of these brew pubs and i don't you know those they're probably not around you know and and you're still around and and, you know i I think you're still around because you have value and you have uniqueness you know and something different and you're constantly evolving and constantly coming out with these new things you got good food and that's you have to you have you have value you know nothing nothing lasts if, if it doesn't have value well, that, you know what I'm and, saying? and you got to have that drive, you know, mm-hmm. where like I still get excited about this stuff mm-hmm. every day, and yeah, uh, 
there's our our industry of craft beer has grown maybe to a detriment, but you get people starting these businesses not because they're passionate about beer or want to create good service or run a uh, you know a community uh, kind of pub, mm-hmm. but they're getting into it because they think they can flip it and make a bunch of money. Right. And it's like, oh, dude, it's so disingenuine, and it mm-hmm. kind of deflates the whole industry. And sometimes those guys make money. Uh, sometimes they lose their ass. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you're if they're in in it for the wrong reasons, you know, this kind of industry is not really for you. You know, right, right, yeah, obviously. So uh, I think that's why I'm still around because I, I just this is what I do. I yeah, enjoy yeah. it. You know, yeah, yeah, it's awesome. I mean, yeah, you can totally tell that. You know, you've been doing it for what? 20 over, over 20, 20 years over now 20 yeah. years that's no joke that's a lot of experience you that, know a lot that's of crazy to think about yeah definitely well we talked a little bit i always have a little bit of a sales strategy so i, I gave you some pointers you know through through my time with you so uh if you ever want to spitball about sales and stuff yeah. like that let me know i mean you know, you know well there's so many commonalities with you know different unrelated businesses yeah. you know there's a lot of things that kind of come to the surface mm-hmm. and uh it, it's always good to get a fresh perspective and you know i always appreciate you bradley because uh you kind of tell it like it is, and uh, uh, you got some good observations of things that mm-hmm. you've been helpful to me over the years. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's kind yeah of fun. well, this is why yeah. I'm doing this. I'm, I'm I have time. I'm available. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, I've done a lot of stuff in New York, obviously. Uh, you know, so yeah, it's been great. So all right, well, hey, this concludes another Bradley Basics podcast uh, with uh, Jason Spaulding. He's 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 quite a guy. He's a really good friend of mine. Love you, love you to death, bro. Yeah, it's man. Great seeing you, man. And uh, and we'll definitely be talking, man. That sounds good. Okay, brother. Thanks. Take care, guys.